This is a Valfam special, special broadcast. broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday, from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive to VowFM 88.1. Share it. Dumelang Molweni Sangonani and welcome to another installment of the COVID Report, where we unpack and dissect COVID-19 and its impact on the various aspects of our lives. I am your host, Siposite Ngosazanambuli, and today we take a look at the impact of COVID-19 on the beauty industry. And we are speaking to a makeup artist by the name of Elena Mangena. Welcome to the show, Elena, and thank you so much for joining us. My first question to you then is, tell us what your day-to-day operations of your business were prior to the pandemic. Uh, hi, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me today. Oh, on a normal basis, uh, without COVID-19, it's more of a busy day because now people are more interested on how they look, obviously, because of social media. So the bookings and the schedulings are quite busier than what it used to be because your scheduling is for uh, people going for lunch, for supper, and events were quite common. You would have uh, birthdays, you'll have weddings, graduations, etc., etc. So it's been, it was, if I say so, if it was quite a busy schedule for me um, in a day or in a week, depending what day of the week it was. So an incredibly busy time with events and many things that required the, the use of your talent. So now post-COVID-19 and in COVID-19, how has your days looked and how have you changed what your business did? Okay, it's been uh, quite a different um, outlook on things because of COVID-19. Because obviously, when the government started um, um, banning all events that had 100 people, 50 people more, it changed the dynamics of the industry in itself. Because it's mostly dependent on on events, mostly. Uh, When restaurants close, it means now people can go for their dinner dates, and now people can attend graduations. Most weddings were cancelled or rescheduled. So it really did shut everything completely if I can put it in that way especially now when we went to stage five stage five where we couldn't even move around at all uh even if you wanted to do your makeup you do your makeup and go away and do what um but then what um we did or what makeup artists did we took the opportunity to really boost your um your social media presence um because now you knew everyone was at home you knew that everyone was on uh, online and people didn't have much to do and a lot of people were looking for something to do during this period where they're not doing as much as they used to so some people took up doing new skills or having enough time to try out new stuff and we had a lot of people like you know what I really don't do my makeup so much on a day-to-day basis uh, prior to the COVID-19 crisis. So now I have time and I am at home, so why not? So that's when most makeup artists or me, if I can put it myself in the situation, I made sure that I do a lot of live tutorials on my Instagram, Facebook, my YouTube, um, so that anyone who wanted to take up the skill or never had the time to do uh, their makeup or learn about their makeup, this is a great opportunity to do so because literally we have so much time um, on our hands. And then you had come in uh, certain brands that literally wanted to kind of also take 
their brands to the people because now events are closed they can't launch certain brands but they can do that using makeup artists or anyone in the beauty industry so that's mostly what we have been doing in this period but stage three kind of like relax things a bit because now here and there you can get photo shoots for book covers for uh, music videos etc and etc so it's really kind of like coming back but we still more on you need to sell out to social media because now the nice thing about social media you can also make an income and um, through that process as well so it really required you to adjust how you do business and remove the physical aspect that you once very heavily relied on. So you spoke briefly on how social media allowed you to make an income. And this leads to my next question of the COVID-19 outbreak has put your business on hold. Take us through the financial impact the pandemic has put your business and put in your, on yourself and how the social media has assisted in this. Um, that's a good question because let me tell you when when the pandemic started or when we started experiencing the effects of the pandemic where now government was taking measures to control um, the crisis, that's when we felt impacted most because firstly when they said um, no event for more than 100 people, 50 people, all your weddings that were scheduled for the year were cancelled or postponed, right? So which means already the money that you're expecting is gone and then now you can't get your day-to-day clients so your pocket honestly our pockets at that time i was really thinking how i'm gonna make ends meet in this period and at first you thought it was gonna be the 21 days that okay i can manage 21 days but we all know that 21 days became now i think one day 70 something now so really kind of like you had to play a role on how you perceive the business how you're gonna um kind of like structure or make new strategies of staying relevant and making income in the period. So luckily, because I already had like a YouTube channel, I already had uh, like social media platforms that were already going on. So, but now I created more content uh, in terms of that, especially video content, because people want to learn, people literally want to see how we do the makeup looks that we're doing. So now, um, if you had monetized, especially YouTube, if you didn't monetize YouTube, you know if you have more than 1,000 subscribers, you can start making an income um, on YouTube. And you needed to approach certain brands, because Brands now rely, uh, in terms of advertising, marketing, rely on influencers on any platform or on any capacity. So you needed to approach certain brands that literally needed to get their brands out there and then wanted to sell their products because most of the shops were closed and most of the people were not going to the shops to buy the products, but products were available online. So you just needed to go to uh, particular brands who have their products uh, on sale online that can get delivered to the people so that they can try out or start practicing the makeup look so that they get ready for uh, for uh, when when work is open when schools are open that now people can know how to do their own makeup and they will see how much it really doesn't take so much time or so much skill so literally social media I, f- I believe that in this period or in this century we are more on millennial uh, careers where you can literally do anything on social media and money and manage uh, to make income out of it but you need to be very strategic you need to plan carefully and you need to make sure that the content that you're creating is very sustainable and it's what people want. And then 
you stand out and then start selling um, itself. Being strategic and being innovative are the key words in your message there. So this may be a bit of a question that I, I'm a bit unknown for because I am not a makeup person by far. But with the merchandise that you had and you were holding, obviously, as a makeup artist, has there been any damage to your merchandise due to the non-operation of your business? Have you been left with stacks of foundation that you don't necessarily need? And how have you gotten around that? Uh, we all were not ready for this period. And it kind of like took, took us by surprise or because we don't really know the ending of it, it didn't prepare us well for, for the process. Um, luckily with makeup, it has long durability because most of the products can do two years, three years, um, and so forth. Um, but because it has slowed down the business, to some, I know that people who are not making income at all. And what's so difficult about our industry is that it's not well regulated. Um, so it's hard for, for especially freelance makeup artists to really kind of get assistance from anywhere, even on the, to, to the government, because it's hard to go claim how, you, how, how much you're making and how you're making that money. And now you're sitting at home with so much product that you don't even know when you're going to use those products especially if you're a professional makeup artist where you literally have different kinds of um, foundation from the lightest to the darkest fine you can do yourself makeup on 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 videos but it's just that one product that is going to get finished and you have the rest of the products um that are there and are not doing anything and you don't know when you're going to use them because we literally don't know when this is going to end. They have estimates, but we are not so sure. Even if it ends, it doesn't mean that when it has ended, automatically business is going to go back as usual or to its peak where it was. It's going to also take time for recovery and to go back to where we were. Um, but I can tell you, I think the one of the biggest challenges that most makeup artists are facing right now is... Um, what do you do from here in terms of, okay, uh, I can't go to a government office, especially if you're a freelance makeup artist and say, I was making this much, um, uh, so can I have maybe food supplies or how the government has been helping other people? And um, that's the difficult part because it's not um, a well-regulated um, um, industry, if I can put it in that way. But on the other side, it has forced most makeup artists to really dig deep in terms of their creative side. If you follow most part of them, you will notice that they are creating looks that they never had the opportunity to do so because everyone is kind of like raising their bar that when they come out of here, their skill or their kind of uh, makeup artistry, it's different. I myself, I'm learning how to do special effects because I'm thinking, I have the time. Why not use it to add another skill or learn something different in this period because I'm spending time at home and not doing much. So I might as well um, learn something different because makeup artistry comes in different forms in itself. So it really does kind of like push you to be more creative, push you to really perfect your skill because on a normal basis, you are mostly busy and with clients, you sometimes end up doing this look 
all over again because they request the same look. They're like, no, I want the look you did that day. I want the look that you did that day. You never have the opportunity to really try and go wild and go crazy with color or try different techniques. So this gives us an opportunity to actually do that. That's how basically I've been using the products that I have. But you also need to be careful that you don't use those products and you finish them because when business is back to usual, and then you don't have product and you have not been making money because makeup in itself is expensive. You can't go back and buy the makeup. as well. So you need to kind of be very careful how much you're using right now, uh, as much as you want to keep the content going and without finishing your products. True, truly a juggling act of making sure that you are not doing too much, but still have enough to survive. You mentioned in your answer government support and how as makeup artists, you don't necessarily qualify for that support. Has government offered any alternatives to you? And how have then makeup artists outside of social media and creating content been surviving? Um, do you know what is happening with those? It's been such a tricky and quite a disheartening um, scenario that most makeup artists that I know are going through right now. That's why we even created uh, kind of like a group for makeup artists to just help each other in terms of food parcels and paying rent. Uh, some people have been moving together because um, we don't have so much support. It's like how people don't think makeup artists is a career or don't think makeup artists as much. They think it's a hobby that people get to make money out of. So we kind of like not taken that serious by most people. Um, and so we're not concentrated much uh, when it comes to us. I, I, I once posted on my page, I'm like, we hear all the billions that the government is giving and, and all the places that it's giving to. But if there's any place or, um, or any industry that is really so much neglected or not paying attention to, it has to be the media industry, the creative industry, anyone who falls under that. Government is not saying anything from musicians to actors to et cetera, et cetera. And those are people who are mostly affected, especially when events, started being cancelled. Most musicians are not making money or as much because all the tours that they planned have been cancelled. Luckily, some if you have music that it's been uh, selling online, luckily. But now the amount of money that you're making there and the, the turnover and the revenue, you are really affected. Most people can't afford to pay their rent. And literally, there is nothing. I know. Um, I don't know if you've seen... Um, uh, unfortunately, I've forgotten her name, uh, but I know she's on lockdown. She did go to a government office. She's an actress. She did go to a uh, government office asking for uh, the, the, the funds. Um, and literally, she was turned away. She was like, we, they, there's nothing that we can do for you. One more of makeup artists themselves. I know some we have gone there and they've not gotten help at all. But what we've tried to do is that us as makeup artists to stand together and try to keep ourselves motivated try to keep ourselves um you know uh with food you know just making sure you make it to the next day uh gathering money where we can gathering food parcels where we can and that's how we they've been surviving but it's not enough and sometimes you can't reach to all the makeup artists like you said some makeup artists don't have such a strong social media presence you know don't get brains calling them don't get um uh uh, sponsors are calling them so it's really really tough our life it's really a tough period i honestly wish that um 
we can get on government to do something. I know we are fighting a crisis. A lot has been done. But I, I pray that everyone can be treated equal. Everyone can be seen as important and try to meet us halfway or with something at least until things get back to normal. And speaking of a normal, there's going to be a time where COVID-19 is a thing of the past and we won't have to worry about these things. So have you made any plans for the future and how you're going to recover when we are allowed to go outside again? I'm really excited uh, about that. I'm actually excited about this period that um, that we are in personally uh, because it kind of forced me to grow out um, you know, I, I know a wise man once said, everything that you want, it's outside your comfort zone. So this was more like a thorn in the flesh that it really prickled me. And then it really forced me to think, what else can I do with the gift I have? How else can I express myself at the same time making return and revenues in this period? So because I was really not much of creating so much video content and learning how to edit the videos myself, learning how to record everything myself, lighting, etc. So what I, I am so excited about is that all the skills that I'm learning in this period, because I've taken up photography online, I've taken up videography online, um, I've taken up editing online. I know when I come out of this, the content that I'll be producing will be uh, on a level in itself. And it gave me the confidence to literally approach certain brands so that I can uh, represent them or use their products, which is, I know when things get back to normal, that in itself will put me in a better position, in a better platform, in a better threshold of clientele that I want to reach out. I'm already working on, on a series that I feel like... Um, I can do once things are get uh, get back to normal. So it really kind of forced you to sit down with yourself, have an honest conversation with yourself that life in itself is unpredictable and you can't have one way of doing things or one stream of income. How else can you make uh, income with the skill that you have that you can produce different kind of, of streams of income with what you have. So I'm really excited once we don't have to be um, so worried about um, <laughs> COVID-19 as much as we are now, but how we also can service um, our clients in a different space and still make our revenue. So some industries have taken government to court to ensure that they can go back to work as soon as possible. And do you think in your opinion, should the government permit the beauty industry to start operating? And how, when we start operating, are you going to ensure safety for all your customers? You know, I feel that government at this point is between a rock and a hard surface, honestly. I feel like um, even if I was a leader myself, I wouldn't know. There's no good answer or perfect answer. As much as we crying as much as we are so strained and we want to go back to work and make ends meet but at what cost that's the other side at what cost uh, at the value or the cost of people's lives that's another thing because right now as you have seen as you have moved stages of lockdown the numbers have increased like really really scary numbers um from 5,000 infections in a day. I think now we are over 1,000 of deaths already. So we see as the stages unlock, there's an increase in number of cases and increase in number of um, um, deaths. So honestly, 
in my opinion, I, I, I'm not really under pressure to, to ask the government to open up the, the, the beauty industry. Because um, we work closely to someone's face. I can wear a mask, but the client might not be wearing a mask, right? And I'm using brushes. So now from that, you need makeup artists who are so diligent in making sure that um, their equipment is always clean and it's always sanitized. We've always been doing that before, but now it must be on a different scale, on a different level that when you finish with this client, whatever brush you're using or whatever tool you're, you're using, it goes, uh, goes straight to being sanitized um, and, and, and cleansed. So I, I'm not really under pressure. I wish the government can evaluate, not be put, put under pressure by industries or by people to open, but evaluate the cost of life and the cost of living and how to work around um, that scenario. Because I feel like, we are implementing um, European um, plans in Africa. Because, yes, they can afford to open up their industries because they know their health system can sustain whatever is coming through. But we have the same capacity when we experience all these numbers increases. Do we have the same, uh, the same capacity in terms of finances and resources to actually maintain or manage the number? Of, of cases so I, I on in my honest opinion I, I really don't think it's I can wait for stage one when everything goes goes back to normal I don't think it's something he the government is already going through a lot it's already doing its best I don't think it's a time to go to take them to court um because of that they're trying their best the only thing that I wish the government can do find ways on to service everybody in every industry, regardless of how important, how how they perceive important uh, and not so important in their standards. And just my final question to you, um, just before I let you go, is. Countries such as Japan and China are countries that wear masks 24-7, seven, seven days a week, 365 days. Are you not scared that after COVID-19, masks are going to be the new normal and makeup may not be necessarily as necessary as it once was or may require a different tactic in its application? Well, that's true because they always say that you develop... Um, um, a habit in 21 days you can learn so it's been already more than 21 days um but now when it comes to masks i don't really think it's gonna affect the industry as much because masks and themselves um create certain health issues because you're kind of like breathing in carbon uh, dioxide most of the time so it's not really for for long term if I can put it in that way. It's not something that you can say, I'll wait at work and come back home and wait again or to an event and wait again. You need to take breaks in between where either when you're at home, you take off the mask and you sit around, you go to the shops, you come back and you take off the mask or you can't go to an event. Imagine dancing the whole entire time in a club with the mask. So yes, it's going to change. Yes, most people probably uh, are going to make them maybe a fashion statement or a fashion accessory, but I don't think it is going to really, because already now in this period and on, on, on stage four, you can still get inquiries on, on, on people who want to get their makeup done um, and still put on their mask or some um, do their makeup just to do pictures at home. So it's really the balance. Yeah, I, I doubt it's going to highly affect um, how the industry is working um, at this point. And that 
was Elena Mangena, who is a self-employed makeup artist, unpacking for us what the beauty industry has faced and how they've had to adapt 